Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast, episode 65, guys. Today, Rob Bevan and I are talking about anti-fragility. That's being anti-fragile, guys. That's a step up and a half from just resilience. Now, I know we talk about resilience a lot, but this is the episode for you. If you're wanting to know how to get to that next step, I don't care if it's in your training, pushing through pain, adapting to pain, being a better person through pain, this is the episode for you. So look, without further ado, I'm not going to explain it any more than that, otherwise I'll give away the ending. Episode 65, Rob Bevan, Dave Elliott, Anti-Fragility. Let's go. Okay, Rob, thanks for joining me. Good evening, Dave. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. So look, you've blown my mind away this afternoon, Rob. We could not share it with our podcast family. Let's go into it. Let's talk about anti-fragility. So anyone that listens to our podcast regularly, which let's face it, is all the cool kids out there, knows that we talk about resilience a lot. So we're always talking about trying to create robustness, trying to create resilience, trying to build that bounce back ability that able to get through to the next stage with our patients and with our listeners. We're really big on that. However, we've taken it a step forward now, or you've taken it a step forward, Rob. Tell the dear listeners out there what you've just told me about anti-fragility. So should I tell you about how this came about in the first place? Yeah, let's place? do it that way around. That might be a, that way. So this came about, as, as Dave said, we speak about resilience and improving resilience to our patients and people listening to this. We, you know, we're telling people to improve their resilience. And what that means is basically improve your adaptability to stress. So you're able to resist stress and resist problems that happen by improving your resilience. That's what resilience means. Mm. But, uh, and I was talking to this with a patient and it came about, he's had back pain, had back pain for a long time. He's recently stopped running. He'd had an x-ray and all the, the, the classic hallmark signs that happened. He, came, he was a six-year-old chap. He came back with an x-ray that said he had some um, degenerate discs and some degeneration in his spine. He was worried about this and he was now fearful of running. And he thought that running was going to, you know, kind of, for a better term, wear away his back and the the impact of running on the on the hard surface. He was a road runner, was going to damage things and cause a lot more problems kind of further down the line. And although he wasn't in huge amounts of pain, he thought that he might be if he continued mm. this. And I said to him, similar to what I explained a lot of people, to, to a lot of patients with back pain or have had similar results on scans. And I'm not going to go into detail about the scans because I know we've spoken about that at huge length before on, on various topics. But basically that his changes were very normal for someone his age. They you know, the chance of them being 100% the sole cause of his pain were pretty slim and that running wasn't actually going to cause big problems here. You know, running was not a problem. If running was a big, big trigger and was really causing his back pain, there are things that we can do to help it. Um, but ultimately what we need to do is we need to improve his resilience to running. Mm. So we need to make him better and more adaptable so that when he does run, it doesn't trigger his pain. That might be some strengthening. That might be some uh, change in running technique, change in running surface. It might be change in... Um, running time or intensity, lots of different things we can do to stop trying to reduce it. And I was to stop to try and reduce his pain. And what I said to him was that, yeah, so we need to make you more resilient to running. And what actually happens is the stress that we place on our bodies when we run, and that's the impact that goes through our lower limb, our lower limbs and our spines and everything when we run, not only not only helps us move and walk, but actually 
our body adapts to that load and they get stronger. You know, the stress lines that go through the bones and go through the muscles. As I said, we actually get stronger. And although, you know, everybody knows this when we go to a gym, if you do a thousand push-ups, I say that a thousand push-ups, I don't know anyone that can do a thousand push-ups tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, if you, you, you go to the gym and you stress those muscles and you stress those joints, but then you get stronger because of it. And that's, you know, people are aware of this concept of going to the gym, but they don't think the same thing when they think of running or, you know, stress is going through the body at other times. And this chap happened to be an engineer and he's a very in intelligent chap. And he said to me, oh, so that's not actually resilience. That's anti-fragility. And I kind of looked at him like I was, like he had three heads. And I said, I wasn't sure what you're talking about. And he said, oh, <laughs> you need to you need to read this book um, by, by Nassim Taleb, um, who's a fantastic author. I've also re read his book called The Black Swan, which I highly, highly recommend. And he said, you need to read this book. It's called Anti-Fragile. Anti mm. And he's talking about what, what this concept is, that if resilience refers to the ability to resist stresses or remain the same in response to a stress, anti being anti-fragile is actually the ability to improve in response to stress or actually get better in response to struggle. So a bit like, as we said, going to the gym, going for a run, that stress that's placed on the body through that load or that, yeah, str yeah that, that stress or that load, we actually then not only resist it, but we get stronger because of it. We get better because of these things. And that is what we should be doing to our patients. So I kind of took this concept and run with this and kind of said that actually we should be making our patients anti-fragile, not just resistance, no, not just resilient and resistant to stress, but because the stresses we face on a daily basis are unknown, we need to be able to adapt to these stresses and these problems that arise on a daily basis. So we need to make people anti-fragile, adapting to stresses and then becoming better as a consequence or as a result because of that. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. So here's the thing, that adaptation, that that anti-fragility, that, that not just getting through trauma, pain, discomfort, but also growing the other side of it. This is what happens to us daily. So, so Rob mentioned there um, that that bone stresses. So, actually, putting pressure through bone is what helps to create more bone. So, this is a thing called Wolf's Law, which is um, incredibly interesting if you ever choose to look it up. But the the actual forces we put on our bones mean that the bones don't just get through it, but they'll actually adapt and grow and build to withstand that force for when it happens again. This is why if you um, if you x-ray the palm, x-ray the, the bones in the hand of a boxer, for instance, they're actually very, very calcified. So they're really strong. They're a lot... I'm going to really make this simplified. It's not 100% true, but... Uh, they're actually a lot stronger than the average person's hand bones because they throw a lot of punches. They have that impact consistently going through their hand, which is why when you have too many beverages at your Christmas party and you punch your line manager, you're going to fracture your hand. A professional boxer does not do that and they can punch bags, faces and walls all day long till their heart's content because their body has created that anti-fragility. Their body has responded to stress and then some to grow so that it can adapt and it can go it through it can go through that next time without that same level of stress and i think it's really important to then sort of like rob said bring that into everyday vernacular so it's not just resilience it's not just hunkering down getting through this and tomorrow's another day it's growing on the other side of it i think that's amazing look it's happening in nature it's happening inside of you every time you step outside the front door i think to put it into your brain and, and actually conceptualize that can be such an important thing this is wicked and then also that goes for the opposite. So if these responses to these stresses make us stronger and better as a consequence, when we remove these stresses, we then do the opposite. So we get weaker and we do get more fragile. Mm. You know, if you think of, you know, astronauts, for example, as a prime example, astronauts go to space for 
I don't know how long a normal astronaut you know trip is, holiday is, vacation, whatever they call it, an astronaut. What's an astronaut trip? A cycle? Um, a tour? Yeah, an astronaut cycle. Um, well, if you're Richard Branson, about whatever. four hours. But yeah, let's, let's say six months. Yeah. But if, if they're going away for months on end, you know, they're not putting the stresses through their muscles and their joints and their bones. So these people can come back with short-term transient osteoporosis and, and things like that as well, where their muscles and joints haven't responded to that load. And that is why a lot of people go and they, I mean, you might have seen them running on treadmills with weights, which kind of hold them down. Yes. And, and they do a lot of resistance exercise and things in order to stimulate these muscles because there's no gravity. They don't have those forces and those stresses going through their bones. So it, they, they can cause problems long-term when they get back. So again, the same thing. It's the opposite. So if we're not exposing ourselves to these stresses, we then get weaker as a consequence. And that then flips back to patients, people who are avoiding certain movements or not doing certain things, then get worse at doing it. You know, if you are fearful of, we spoke about this at length again, if, you, if, if you're fearful of bending forward to pick something mm. up or someone said, don't do this and you never do it, then of course you're not going to be very good or it's going to hurt when you're going to bend to pick something up because you haven't exposed yourself to that stress or that load. So this progression of slowly exposing yourself or as graded exposure is the, is the term that gets thrown around is so, so important. And it's not just for, for bone and joint strength. It's also for helping you improve with pain and improve that adapt adaptability to working with pain and, you know, improving your response to it. And then the mental side of it as well, you know, we all come out stronger when we deal with, with hard times, you know, we need to improve that mind callus as David Goggins talk about, don't we? You know? That mind callus. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's, um, we briefly mentioned this with uh, Adam Meekins last week, didn't we? Doing hard shit in order to be a better person on the other side of it. Um, and that goes for physicality. So your muscles, joints, bones, ligaments, or mentally uh, being able to withstand that and other things, because how many people look back and say, God, imagine how easy it used to be. But at the time, that stress mentally seems like you're at breaking point. You look back and think, God, we had it so easy and that's me talking as a, a parent of a one-year-old today um so yeah your your adaptation doesn't have to be just cellular this is on a, a mental level as, as well and that's gonna sort of bounce off the, each other uh, amazing and then if we if we're exposing people to painful movements and so you know what i like to do is something like in a patient who's fearful of bending forwards is do that movement in in a different variety. So if they are fearful of bending forward, you know, standing up, bending forward to pick up a shopping basket, but if they lie on their back and pull their knees up towards their chest or do a sit-up or that type of movement, the same movement is happening at the spine. It's still bending, it's still flexing, it's still moving, but often one will be less painful than the other. And sometimes when patients realize that, that's that kind of, oh, it's not, it's, it's not as painful. And then that translates to when they sit up or when they stand up, we can then slowly kind of in, introduce that flexion again. And that graded exposure to that painful movement, the brain adapts and goes, oh, actually, this, you know, we don't need to be in, a, in that constant state of we're under attack and threat to make this painful. We can dial back a bit. And once you do a few more, actually, it's less painful. It's less painful. And patients often find with these repeated movements that the pain does start to decrease over time. And there will often will be a point when they don't want to go any further and that's fine and we can approach that a different day. But on some days will be worse than others. But often there are times when that repeated movement will really help a lot of patients. Love it. You've um, you've blown my mind today, Rob. Oh, thank you, mate. I hope these... Uh I know I do it regularly. That's my... <laughs> Your daily routine. Um, uh, so, so the yeah. book is uh, Anti-Fragile. Anti-Fragile by uh, Nassim Taleb. Fantastic. Should we post a link to it? We'll post a link to it in the uh, in the show notes. It's, it has nothing to do with back pain, but the concept of this mental model 
is 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 that is adaptable to everything. Fantastic. Oh, so this is not a back pain book. No, this is a this is a f- uh, philosophical book, you know, and just about uh, this. This is a mental model, I guess, being anti-fragile, and it's uh, and he uses it in in response to the economy and business and all sorts of things. And this is he doesn't even speak about back pain in the book. Mm. It's just my kind of I've taken it and run with it really. And he probably uh, I probably completely bastardized it and <laughs> probably ruined it. <laughs> I will look six degrees of separation. If anyone does know Nassim Taleb, um, uh, do tell him to come on our show and explain why it is or isn't applicable to back pain and how much we butchered his name. <laughs> um, at the same time, if anyone knows Chris Hadfield, uh, please allow him to come onto our podcast and tell us just how long astronauts stay on tour for. Oh, he's, he's my favourite person, Chris Hadfield. I'm not going to lie. I've met him. You've met him? Oh, you have met him. You, you went I've to see him talk. By myself, queued up for two hours to introduce into to shake his hand, and he signed my book. And then he asked if I had any questions, and I said, uh, "Have you got far to travel tonight? <laughs> After you finish?" <laughs> Did he say just from space or <laughs> just from just from space? He's like, "No, my hotel's around the corner." We're like, wicked, <laughs> no, wasted it. <laughs> yeah, properly properly froze. I was like a little fanboy. It was wonderful. Cheeky little glimpse behind the curtain. Well, look, here it is, guys. Back pain podcast trying to sneak some philosophy down your throats again. But this has got to show you that the mentality, the um, uh, the mental side of this game is as important, if not sometimes more important than the physicality side of the game as well. That's why we can be um, uh, listened to uh, in the car. That's why it doesn't have to be hands-on all the time. It's opening up a whole different way of getting you guys feeling better, moving better, living better. Yeah, that's it. If we want people to come back stronger... We must make them anti-fragile. Oh no! And I must come back to what you said a little bit earlier about being bounce back ability. I love that quote. Yeah, that bounce back ability is not just bouncing back, but it's bouncing back stronger and better than you were before. I love it. Um, Nassim Taleb, please hit us up. We'd love to have you on the show. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and if you liked the philosophical angle, feel free to check out our other philosophy episode oh. on Stoicism. We did a whole episode on uh, Stoicism with Donna Robertson. Fantastic episode all about how Stoics control pain and chronic pain and uh, the, the philosophical mindset towards chronic pain. And it's a, a really wonderful episode, one of our most listened to episodes. So feel free to check that one out. I'm not sure what number that one is off the top of my head, Dave. Uh, I believe it was 20s to 30s. Um, 20s That's to all 30s. I've got for you, I'm afraid. But it was Donald Robertson. Um, uh, stoicism and back pain, or something similar. Donald Robertson, certainly. How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, an absolute cracker of a book. There we are. Yeah, number 33. Just looked it up. 33. So check it out. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's podcast. It's been a, been a real cracker. It's been a short one. I hope that's been okay for everyone. As a reminder, if you are struggling with back pain and would like someone to help you out, feel free to head on over to our website, www.thebackpainpodcast.com, where you can find a provider map full of proved, uh, proved, vetted, <laughs> vetted and approved clinicians all ready to help you with your back pain. They've all been approved by us to make sure that you're getting the very best care. Simply pop in your postcode and there'll be someone popped up local to you. We're updating this every single week with new people. So if there's not someone there right now, let us know where you are, where you want some help, and we will find someone in your area for you. Fantastic. Absolutely. And as always, check us out on social media. 
Instagram is where we're at, at the Backpain Pod, at the Backpain Pod on Twitter, and at the Backpain Pod on Facebook. Head on over there and feel free to give us a like, follow, and a share. And if you know someone who loves to hear this information or who needs to hear this information, please post this in a WhatsApp group or send it to them or whatever you'd like to do these days. It means the absolute world to us. Nice. Perfect. That's it for me. I'm done. Good night, guys. Over and out.